Welcome to the Human Habit Podcast, where we bring you insights into everyday human behavior and help you to change your habits, change your life and transform yourself. I'm your host and brother, Ibrahim Salaman, the Human Habit Guy, a street scientist in the school of everyday life. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. All praise and thanks due to Allah. Hi everyone. I hope you are good and well in good health and imam of faith. Inshallah. And welcome back to another episode of the Human Habit Podcast. And inshallah, in today's episode, we're going to continue with our conversation and discussion with our dear brother, Theo Smith. Inshallah. So without further ado, we'll continue where we left off from last week's episode. Enjoy. When you were a kid, what did you want it to be and why? What did I want to be as a kid? Yeah. Um, in all honesty, I've never been someone who said... I want to do this or I want to be this. It was yeah. more what I wanted to achieve and what I wanted to create. What inspired sense. you then? Like that, those kinds of goals? Um, what like, inspired me? Yeah, those particular in, goals you've got in mind? Like, in all honesty, what, what probably inspired me is seeing my parents struggle. Yeah. Seeing my mum struggle at times, seeing my dad struggle. Uh, most of my mum, I think, as a son, yeah. you can sometimes feel a bit more responsible. Yeah for your mother's feelings or, or your mother to be in a good position. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think definitely seeing my, mo- my mother struggle at, at a young age, that's what drove me. And this is why I say, at a young age, I never said, oh, I want to be a footballer. I never I never said I wanted to be this. I think the only thing I did say I wanted to be at, at one stage was, was an accountant because yeah. I, I enjoyed maths. Yeah, um, you're good at maths. Yeah, growing up, I, I was quite good at maths. But yeah. it was more, I always said growing up that I wanted to be someone who was in a position to help someone who could, the family could rely on, someone who could look after the parent, yeah. someone who can sort of have the freedom. So that's good, yeah. So that's inspired. That was your motivation. That was, that motivation, was the motivation, yeah. yeah. Um, my dad, um, he, by trades, uh, Marshall, a very skilled man uh, in plumbing, yeah, uh, tiling, doing bathrooms, gas. Um, I remember being like 10, 11 years old and said, look, dad, I said, when I get older, I'll buy houses you renovate and we'll do them up together we'll sell houses that's good yeah um, and alhamdulillah we, we've, we've done that mashallah uh, yeah, yeah, yeah we've, we've done that and um, but that was so did you buy it and then rent them and then you got your dad to fix them up yeah so yeah. that prior to um, so from leaving school I started off um Doing an apprenticeship, yeah, in um, in, 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 the, in the construction. Well, no, in uh, in mechanical engineering. Oh, yeah. um, so it was like CNC machinery. So we used to basically machine metal, machine yeah. machine steels. Yeah. Um, it was for like oil and gas, aerospace, um, military defence work. Yeah. Um, and the reason I did that is because same again. I've I've, I've always been someone who learns probably a little bit better with the hands yeah. than sat with a book. So yeah, I did an apprenticeship in mechanical engineering, uh, which went very well. Uh, I won some awards for like apprentice of the year, apprentice of the region. Mashallah. In um, Yorkshire, like for Yorkshire. Yeah, Yorkshire, um, and I was shortlisted for one in England when I was around sixteen, seventeen. Um, and then yeah, my my career went quite well there. Um, Alhamdulillah, like I said, I, I continued. I, I finished my apprenticeship um, like a year earlier. Mashallah, I was on good money. I was like. 19 years old on like 14 pound an hour yeah. like really really that, good in, money in that particular skill you yeah it was it was alhamdulillah it was, it was really good money um, and then I continued to be a team leader um, at that firm at yeah that firm. at that firm um, at young age yeah at yeah I was I was what 
Twenty. And you was a team leader. Yeah, it was. It was challenging. It yeah. was challenging because I was having to tell these men who were twice my age, yeah. twice the experience, more skilled than me, what to do. Yeah. Um, was it, was it, how did you apply for that job? Did it come up, or would you recommend it? No, no, I was I was more put forward. Um, yeah. And it's quite funny how things loop back round, and I'll get to it in a minute. Yeah. But um, it was more the the um, the production manager at that time. Yeah. He, um, I think he took a bit of a shine to me. He saw that I was keen, I was willing to learn, yeah. I was working hard. And then when he saw that I was winning these awards, he so basically I worked for. It was like a family-owned company. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of like Tata Steel, British Steel. Oh yeah, it's Liberty Steel now, yeah. a huge, huge steel company. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've got a few sites in, in Sheffield. Um, they bought um, a corner of the premises of the building that I uh, used to work with in. And the production manager went over there um, as like the director to, to manage the new project. Yeah. And he asked me to go over with him, so I went over with him, I helped him set it up. Um, and then when the team just started to grow, he said, look, he said, I know your skills. You've been here from the start. I know your capabilities. And he put me as a team leader. Yeah. Um, so it was more through through his drive that I got that position. Yeah, that's good, yeah. Things didn't really... Uh, and then even through that, although I enjoyed being on the machines, um, I suppose to an extent, you're only, you only know what you know. Your only knowledge of, of worldly life is through your own experience. Yeah. Uh, what I mean by that as well is my grandfather on my dad's side passed when I was quite young yeah. um, so I didn't get much chance to, to get a um, time with him however my granddad who mashallah is still here with me yeah. um, he grew up in his, having his own business um, and he retired like early 50s obviously my grandmother retired with him as well yeah. so I was quite surprised when I went into an engineering firm and I, I saw people who were 60, 65 years old yeah. on their hands and knees covered in dirt <laughs> I'm thinking do people do this at this age? Like, yeah. I thought by 50, everyone's retired. Um, <laughs> see your own exactly, because that's what I saw from my own grandparents. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, so when, to continue through sort of my career, when this started sort of hitting home, I thought, I don't want to be getting my hands dirty for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, I used to see like sales reps, you know, for the company with the sales executive, they yeah. used to come to work looking smart in a nice car, go to customers, yeah. do a presentation. <laughs> and I thought, that's, that's more what I want to be doing. Um, yeah. So yeah, so when I was the team leader, uh, my manager had that role lined up to me. He, he was going to put me as, uh, into sales. Yeah. Um, but, he had his own complications uh, with the company. Yeah. He left and got another role. Okay, yeah. um, a new manager came in and upon that time I said, look, my plans are I'm supposed to be taking this role yeah. and I'm supposed to be now in the office. And he said, no. Yeah. He said, you stay on the machine, keep working there. Yeah. So then I ended up getting another job um, in, in as a sales manager. I come across a lot of personal issues there. That was probably the area where I had to overcome some of the hardest, yeah. hardest parts of my life. Yeah. Um, and then yeah through a, a few different positions um, now I myself myself and my partner we own um, a steel company in Sheffield um, which is like a, a steel solution company so which is like welding fabrication um, steel erection yeah. where that's you have employees people who, who you employ to do yeah so I, I employ like a team of six people yeah um, so yeah there's and then you do the cooking contracts and yeah so basically yeah so me and my partner, we both have half ownership. Um, I employed myself as the managing director, um, so it's basically my responsibility. I, I basically manage all the all the back office side of the company, so yeah. all the quoting, the invoicing, uh, the marketing, yeah. the accountant, the accountancy, 
um, getting new work, retaining work, production yeah. schedules, ordering material, job cards, managing projects. Yeah. Um, so yeah, how do you, is that developing positive relationship? Because from that guy, did you learn anything from him? That guy. Yeah, so I, I did learn. I did learn a lot from him. Um, the way I actually got into the business is so prior to Islam, um, I, I was employed as a technical sales engineer by a company in Doncaster. Yeah. Um, and yeah, really good job working from home. I had a company car, company laptop, company Pressure, phone, yeah. and did a lot of traveling. It was really good. Staying in hotels two, three times a week. Yeah, um, yeah it was a great experience, yeah. yeah. But same again, I've, I've always sort of had this thing inside me which I've had to do extra. I, I knew that the things I want to achieve, the lives I want, I want to have, really and truly I won't get from working a nine to five. Yeah. So within my own time, at nights and weekends, same again, I bought I bought my first house. Yeah. Me and my dad ripped it out down to bare brick. Yeah. Um, did and it, that's on the side of... Yeah, this was alongside doing my normal nine-to-five job. Yeah. So, yeah, so basically this is what we used to do. We used to buy, renovate houses. Yeah. Should have went on that TV show. What's that TV show called? Oh, the... Um, <laughs> oh, what's it There's called? There's a TV show, isn't it? And on, it comes on... Yeah, well, yeah, that was... I know what you're talking about. I forgot what it's called. It's Homes Under the Hammer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Homes Under the Hammer, yeah. And that's it. That's exactly what we did. Yeah. Um, it was literally just a, a father and son partnership. Yeah, um, yeah. Alhamdulillah, I care to my pops because yeah. I couldn't have done it yeah, he's without him. Skills, yeah. He had the skill. I was literally just a labourer. I was yeah. just carrying bags, ripping walls down. I did labouring for 10 years, bricklayers labouring for a um, couple of guys. Well, I worked for a firm for five years and then I worked with another two guys mm. in doing price work. It's so not it's, easy. It's not easy. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of hard graph bricklaying. <laughs> yeah. Um, like it's good, though, you get the money. But mashallah, it's even more better, like you say, when you got your own. Because then this time, so did you just, like, you, that was your intention to renovate it? Was it to sell it or to rent it? Yeah, so what, so, what I was, so what I was doing is basically, I, I would buy a house. Mm. Let's say I'd buy a £100,000 house, yeah. £10,000 deposit, yeah. £90,000 mortgage. Yeah. So what I'd do is basically buy the house, so bear in mind, so say, for example, I've got a £90,000 mortgage. Yeah. I'd put maybe ten to fifteen thousand pound into the house. Yeah. So it'd stand me a ten thousand pound deposit, fifteen thousand pound I've put in, so twenty-five K yeah. I've put in. Um and basically what I used to do is I'd remortgage it, I'd remortgage the house, which yeah. is in essence you're selling it back to the bank. Yeah. So I'm saying, look, I've got this house, you've given me a nine thousand pound mortgage, but now it's worth, it's worth more. So they've come revalue it. So said so the the last one I did, I bought it at hundred, it was valued at 140. And then you remortgaged up to the new value. Yeah. So basically. So it was just reselling, like. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, but that would allow you to basically buy another house, yeah. rent that one out. And that yeah. was my plan, just yeah. to keep going. Yeah. Um, obviously, coming to Islam and then obviously realizing that mortgage is haram, yeah. that was something I'd steer away from. Yeah, so you changed your course of. Yeah, definitely, course. definitely. Yeah. Um, and then. But you could still do that with, like you said, with. Yeah, normal, but like if you, if you, if you can raise this exact amount. Oh, yeah, but it's, yeah, there's not many people who can raise £100,000. <laughs> yeah, no, um, yeah, So, yeah, basically yeah, from there yeah. is I started. But you get barakah, that's the other thing as well. You know, like now, you know, when you sacrifice something, of course, that's the thing, of course. something greater. You know, we're talking about the reward, isn't it? And that, you know, the greater reward, you don't yeah. know what's in store for you. Like, that, that's exactly what's happened because yeah. I, I took a step away from that. Yeah. Um, and then basically what I was doing is I was offering investment opportunities. Because obviously I got rid of the houses, I had some money left. Yeah. Um, and this is obviously all alongside doing my normal nine to five yeah. job. Um, I was basically offering just investment. So yeah. whether companies that were struggling, 
um, companies that needed money, I would offer them investment for part ownership. Yeah. Um, and that's almost what happened with this company. Um, it, was, it was a good friend of mine. He started the business. Yeah. Um, it was only him. He, it was only him and one other person. He also had his dad working with him part time. Yeah. So it was really quite so a small team. Do you invest in companies that you think will succeed like that? So yeah. So it was. It was basically just believing in myself. Yeah. Um, believing that with the right work ethic and, and mindset, and also. Yeah putting the right processes in place, yeah. if you can identify the issues in a company yeah. and solve them and, and really drill into the root cause yeah. and, and find a solution, yeah. you, you can make yeah, a difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was the company called? What's it called? Your company? Uh, JM Fabrications. Yeah, so you solution focus. Like yeah, so it is. It's, it's JM Fabrications Steel Erection Services. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, we do everything from like I said, you stainless steel, anything steel, basically. Yeah. Gates, fencing, stairs, um, with windows, ramps, escape ramps. We do a lot of maintenance work for engineering firms in, in Sheffield. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's basically how I got into this. As, as he, he was basically in a position where they needed more funding. They just basically had, had an issue with a job that cost them a lot of money um, that was basically underestimated, undervalued. Yeah. Um, so I basically said, look, I'll invest in the business um, for half ownership, um, employ myself as the director. And then, yeah, we, we took it from there. Um, like I said, the, the growth of the company has been quite... How, how long is it now? How long um, I started last <coughs> July. I started last July. So it's just under a year. Yeah, but like I said, yeah, so it's, it's been, yeah, about seven, eight months now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, in, in work ethic, both... Me and my partner both using our skills because uh, yeah. we both got very different skills, skills yeah. which which works well because yeah. you, what's the point of having a partner who has the same skills? Yeah, yeah. Um, like, it's like what we were saying, like everyone's got unique strengths and unique weaknesses. So if you can get somebody who can yeah. cover your weaknesses, of course, you use Jeff and then you cover. That's the, the that's the point of a team, yeah. So so yeah, like I said, it's definitely been challenging. Um, we went from when I started, the company was only turning over like maybe two three thousand pound a month. Yeah, as of like. September, November, we started turning over like 20, 25k a month. So yeah, the, the growth we we've still got a, a hell of a lot of work yeah. to do. Would you say you 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 know like from wanting to make a difference in your parents' life <coughs> and in your family, you mm. think that's when you stole the habit of ambition? Like you had that, you said yeah. Th- this is this is the thing because sports as well. Your sports yeah, culture. like I said, it's it, it's it's just something that's. To be honest, just just in me. Yeah. Um, Do you think that's from Allah? Were you gifted with it? Everything, everything I have is yeah. from Allah. But you know, Alhamdulillah, mashallah, that's true. But what I'm saying, you know, sometimes we can learn things. You know, there's a natural mm. gift. Mm. Like, you know, you just said earlier before, you said there are things that Allah made easy for mm. you. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's like in school, some people pick up in maths, yeah. English, and academics, for example, quick. Mm. But then some people struggle. Mm. They might even and, 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 and you know succeed or surpass yeah. these people who naturally pick them up. Mm. But these, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where they same like sports. Some people quickly and and uh, quick to learn football, basketball, yeah. different types of sport. Where other people struggle, mm. but with the right mindset and, and hard right work, work ethic, yeah. work ethic, then then many years later mm. they can even surpass these. But that's so. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Hard, hard, hard work means skill. Yeah, yeah, it's true, it's true. So, but what I'm trying to say is, do you, did you naturally have that ambition from a young age or do you think you learned it from... No, I, I think, to be honest with you, I think it's just naturally something that's been... Like I said, it's everyone has their own yeah. why. I think that's... that's Everyone has a why. So that was the why for you? Well, the, the why for me is the responsibility that I put on myself from a young age for the things I need to do for my family yeah so that was your drive motive yeah because like I said I know the the things 
I need to achieve for myself, my own lifestyle, the yeah. things I need to achieve for my family, the position that I want to put my family in. Yeah. I won't be able to do by living a, a, a normal life. Yeah. It's, it's not achieved. It's not realistic. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this is why I've always had the mindset with it's it's hard work. Yeah. So do so we say like an entrepreneur mindset. Then is that what you develop? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. To to and to be honest, the more I reflect, sometimes I think potentially maybe it always has been in me yeah. because even looking back, I was the kid at school who used to have the bag of cans and sweets and I used to sell <laughs> sell cans and sweets. You know, on my break. Yeah. Um, so you had that from. That's what I'm saying. Like. From yeah. Like, so. Even, although it's something that I've always wanted to do, yeah. naturally, I suppose, it is something that's always been in me because yeah. there was no one else in my school. I just thought kids like sugar. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> my mom, after school, my mum used to take me to b and I used yeah. to buy loads of energy drinks, loads of sweets, loads of chocolate, yeah. take it in my bag, leave it in a bush. Yeah. And then at lunch, I'd just sell it and make so, a profit. Um, so, so, so that's what I mean. So you got that early, early. from Sometimes when we reflect, you know, even when you just said at that time when you reflected and about your achievement, did you have a reflection and had it before that? Did you used to reflect deeply before or was it just from... You know, what like, do you mean when I was meditating? Yeah, no, but I'm saying that's when you started, when you started reflecting. Yeah, it? did I used to reflect before that? Before that, yeah. Um, no, not, not particularly. I think, especially being a non-Muslim, yeah. you just get caught up in the day to day. I was caught up in the day to day yeah. life. You, you're caught up in... What's next? Looking yeah. forward, looking forward, looking forward. Yeah. So no, I didn't really take much time. I just used to just take each day as it came, really. Yeah. Um, and more just respond. You just you, rather than reflecting and sort of even planning to move forward, you you, do, you can get into a stage where you just respond to life. Yeah, like reacting to uh, reacting to life. <laughs> to yeah, life. It's, it's very dangerous because you have no direction. Yeah. You're just reacting to what's thrown at you. Yeah. Which which brings me nicely into asking, how do you set goals for yourself? Do you have any particular methods or system you've learned or developed over the years? Um, how do I set goals? <coughs> In all honesty, I've not really got the best the best answer mm. for that. Um, the the way I set my see, I'm not really someone. I I feel like everyone on on the journeys can they've got different mindsets. Yeah. Some people can analyze situations and really do research and due diligence. Yeah. Other people are just risk takers. Yeah. Me myself, I think I'm just more of a risk taker. Yeah. Um, I've really got the mindset of if I see an opportunity, I put myself in it and I'll learn how to do it later. Yeah. When I when I bought my first house to renovate, I'd never done anything. I'd never even put a shelf up. Yeah. And the only thing I'd done is paint at work. Yeah. So I'd bought this. I'm, I remember being studying my first house. Where was it? What area was it? Um, it was Hansworth. Oh, Hansworth. Hansworth's near Astor's, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And I just remember being stood in this house and I was just thinking, how am I going to do it? I (laughs) I didn't know how to do anything. And this is the thing, it's that's always been my sort of mindset. Um, So boldness, I would say boldness. Yeah, (laughs) even with work, even with my career, like, even being a team leader, when I got my first sale, after after that I was a sales manager. Mm. I've, I've never been a person who said, oh, I'm... That scares me. I just think if I can if I can get it, someone will give me that opportunity, yeah. or I can give it myself. Yeah. I will learn how to do it. You can learn how to do anything. So you figure it out later. Yeah. That is literally my mindset with anything. And yeah. to be honest, I, I feel like That's all successful people, you need to have that mindset yeah. because the same again. When I did my first house, I had no idea how to renovate, how to 
fix things, how to mm. how to tile. I had to learn how to tile, how to fit toilets, how yeah. to do skating boards, how to fit door. Yeah. Literally, I'd sit on YouTube, Google it. Yeah, searching. If you've got a will, if if you want to find out, you'll find out. Yeah. Um. The same with the same with the the business that I own. Yeah. I'd never. I'm I'm 26 years old. Yeah, Michelle, yeah. I have no experience in being a managing director. I yeah. have no experience in managing people, owning a business. Yeah. But sometimes you just have to take the risk and yeah. you, learn. you learn. I've had to do a lot of um, self-improvement. I've had to listen to a lot of podcasts. I read a lot of books. Yeah. How to manage people, how to manage finances, um, how that's to do your so research. So that's part of the learning process. Yeah, and, and, the, and to be honest, I, inshallah, that's the way I continue to live my life yeah. because that's how... That's how you reach goals. Yeah. So how do you how do you sustain that motivation and commitment to achieving your long term goals? Because sometimes you know when you have a long term goal, the, the the struggles and the challenges and the difficulties mm. they can you know oh, they can. I can b- believe me. I would definitely say running this business, mm. running running your own business will take you to places that you've never been. Yeah. Financially, physically, emotionally, yeah. Yeah. it is it is hard. Um, like I said, the emotional strains that I've had running a business, it, 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 it can be extremely hard. Um, like I said, if if you you don't manage your cash flow correctly, yeah. you don't manage your finances correctly, this is, it can't be taken as a joke. I have six people who rely on me every week to receive a wage. Yeah. These people have families, they have their own rent to pay, they have yeah. food to buy. Yeah. It's, it can be, it's a, it like can a, be a lot. Yeah, it's a um, on the other aspect of that, it's also doing really big jobs. Like we'll do some jobs for like twenty, thirty thousand pound. Mm. If I don't manage it right, or I under under uh, under deliver to the customer, yeah. it, it can be a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um, the way I get through that, same again. I think it's my why. Yeah. And I think. So you have a strong why. You, you have yeah. a strong why. I yeah. think that that yeah, is the most quote. important thing for yeah. for. That's what I found, and a lot of people I've spoke to. In business, yeah. they've said it. It's the why. It's the strong. If, if your why is not strong enough, yeah. you will you'll quit. So strong. You'll right. quit. Um, I've definitely already been in places where, with this business, if my why wasn't strong enough, I would have left and just said, "I'll just go and get another sales job. I can yeah. I can go and get another job with a company car and easy. be quite easy." Yeah. Um, but it's it's my why, which why, is yeah. it's the strong why, which is. Like I said, the things I know I need to, the future I need to provide for my family that's already here. The fam- it's, it's more, for myself, it, it, it really is. It, it's not financial, financial achievement yeah, that I strive for. Yeah. What I actually strive for is, is, is the freedom. Yeah. It's the, it's the freedom in life. It's the financial backing I need to have the freedom. To, to do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, and, and what I mean by that is, me, I, I love some. Yeah. I love sun. <laughs> Sheffield is not the sunniest of places. Yeah. Inshallah, I'd like to be able to live a life where if I want to go and travel somewhere for two, three months, I can do so yeah. and come back. Um, same so again. Have I, so you have to have that to have that opportunity to be. Yeah. To yeah. I, I can never do that working a nine to five. Or I, I, for I, someone else. I can't do it. The same way I come from a working class background. Oh my, my my dad had his own company. My grandparent, my granddad had his own company. Everyone's always worked. Yeah. But then I've also seen the su- not the suffering side, but the difficult side of that. Like yeah. little things. Like my dad never been able to pick me up from school. Maybe once a year he'd pick me up from school because yeah. he's always working. Yeah. Whereas I know now how much that meant to him to be able to the little things. Yeah. 
Whereas for me, myself, I'd like to think that when I do have my own family, you sure. know yourself sure. as, as a dad, it's little it's things like that. Yeah, it's, little things makes a big difference. It's important. Yeah. It's important. Um, and you know the happiness it brings your children, yeah. things like that. So yeah, besides obviously... So, to have the opportunity to be able to do that because now you experienced it, you want to pass it on to... Exactly. So, so all the, the, the lifestyle that, that I, I want for myself, like my own children, inshallah, my, sure. my, my wife in the future... Mm. Um, and also my parents and this is the only way it can be achieved yeah, yeah. for myself I have no understanding of how I can do it yeah. so literally exactly. when I when I do reach places and, and I have been there already yeah. and I can only I'll probably be there again because business is never easy yeah um, so, so your strong why helps you to sustain your motivation and the commitment that, to through the challenge that is 90% of it and, yeah, yeah. and also that and other aspects of like you said, in the motivating factor of the freedom mm-hmm. and the ability of what you be able to can mm-hmm. do with that freedom. Yeah. No, the financial financial system and a byproduct that helps you. Yeah, yeah. To it's not the actual, it's not numbers I'm trying to achieve. Yeah, it's a it's a backing that allows me to have freedom. Yeah, the bigger bigger these bigger other goals more yeah. meaningful for you. Than yeah, indeed. Yeah. I am. Um, because seeing money like when you probably had it more, like you said. Doesn't bring you on its own. It doesn't bring you happiness, but it can help you to make a difference. Like you know, those little yeah. things where you can't exactly, you can exactly. So, so it does matter. It's, like yeah, it, it's not. I, I never sit here and think I want a hundred thousand pound or bank. Yeah. That's, I don't care about that. Yeah, what I do want is well, it can help you do a <laughs> consistent flow of income. Yeah, if I can reach a point where I own a business yeah. and it and the business runs itself without me being present yeah. and I can pay myself £50,000 a year yeah. and I don't have to be there yeah. that's the goal that, <laughs> yeah. that's the goal yeah. um, to be honest with you Aki I, um, one of the things that really like resonated and made me realise that in my heart was just over two years ago I, uh, I went to South Africa to volunteer yeah. um, with the children over there teaching like maths English and sports yeah. Um and then yeah, it was in doing that. I was I was, I was fortunate because my, my employer gave me the time off work. Yeah, how long um, was he had it for? Uh, about just under three months. Okay, three months. Yeah. Yeah, um, and basically it was a it was through a, a charity over there called UTS United Through Sport. Um, and basically what they do is they just they take on any uh, volunteers and provide your accommodation, your food, and your transport. They have ties to um, the local schools. Uh, this was in Port Elizabeth, South yeah. Africa. Yeah. And mashallah. It, it, it just changed. It completely just changed my mindset. Um, seeing meeting these these children who had nothing, and they were the happiest people I've yeah. ever met. <laughs> even even the people like yeah. the 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 people over there. It really was it was beautiful to to meet these these parents, meet people who had had nothing, yeah, they but were, they would give you anything they had. Yeah, so um, that's changed your mind. It, it really did. Like I said, I, I, I was working with, with kids. Um, I met I met children who had HIV, who had AIDS. Yeah. I, I saw a lot while I was over there. I, I saw children. So obviously, when we were there, we'd we'd have periods. So we'd we'd say for the first round we're playing football. Yeah. Then we're going to do this. Then we're going to do that. And we had like a holiday camp. And we also had breaks, like food and, and water breaks. Yeah. Some of the children there were that thirsty. They used to take stones from the floor and cut the arm, yeah. so they could go to the toilet. So they made themselves bleed, so they could go to the toilet and drink from the tap. Yeah, like that's desperate. Yeah, there was that desperate, yeah. and and yeah, and this is the thing. It's 
what what that experience really made me realize same again just how grateful i need to be because yeah, i was being being raised over in england we're, we're, we're spoiled for opportunity like the the issue in a lot of these poor areas is that there's no opportunity yeah you have no opportunity to learn there's no school in your area yeah. you have no money to buy a laptop to go on the online you have no money for electricity Whereas here, we are literally spoiled by opportunity. Yeah. We, you, you get, everyone gets a, a basic, a good basic learning. Yeah. Everyone has the opportunity to work. Whether it's a job you want to do or not, no, yes, you have an opportunity yeah. to do so. No matter how skilled you are, you can get a job. Yeah. Whereas over there, you have people who are skilled and there is just no job. There's no, what, what do you do if, if you're in a village? Yeah, no opportunity. With, there's no work there. Yeah. There's no education scheme. It's difficult, isn't it? It's, it's difficult, and, and this is why, same again, I, after that, coming back, I thought, I'm just so blessed because regardless of what it is, if I'm driving my car and I crash my car, I've still got to be grateful because yeah. I have the opportunity to go to work and earn that money back. To buy a new car. Right? Exactly, yeah. so it's, it is, we, we really are spoiled by opportunity. Yeah. Going out after the little bubble we live in mm. and going to a different place makes you to think in it, it's kind of like, it makes you to reflect on, because... We take things for granted because yeah, when course. you have it for... It's like oxygen. How many times do you think about oxygen? <laughs> when you think about oxygen, it's not like every day you think about it because we take it for... Have you heard that there's a funny story and there's two fish swimming and then an elderly fish was swimming the other way and he said, good morning, boys. He said, how's the water? And then they have one of the fish said, oh, it's all good. And then the other one said, what's water? <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah. he lives in that water, yeah, and he doesn't... Yeah, that, that's that's the thing. Um, but yeah, that's what the trip to Africa really did. It just completely opened my mind yeah. to all I've known in Sheffield. Yeah, and I was it same again. I, it was more of a realization of we don't know when a time on the surf's gonna end. Yeah, we don't. No one knows. That's the only thing that guarantees is that one day it will definitely end. <laughs> yeah, um, and that was another thing that motivated me because I thought I'm young. I've no I've no children. Mm. Um, it's important that while I'm able. I travel, I travel the world, and yeah. I see all these beautiful places and, yeah. and meet beautiful people. When you is that is that the first? Did you go on holiday to different places before that? Or? Yeah, I, I've been on holidays. But um, that's for enjoyment, you probably. Yeah, yeah, there. just just for leisure. But even even again, um, I, I've been raised by um, I, I've been spoiled as a kid. Yeah. Um, I've been to America. Um, oh, did you go as a family? Yeah, like, as a family, like, I've been to America, Hawaii, I've been to Egypt, been to Turkey, been to Spain. As a family, you yeah. So we've we've done. Like I said, I've, I've definitely been spoiled. Yeah, um, like that's good experience, like, Yeah, great. But like, it was it was different to go somewhere on your own yeah. and volunteer was a completely different. Yeah, of course, but yeah. same again, it was it was that experience that same again it added to my why because yeah. I thought. By the time I'm 30, 40 years old, yeah. I, I don't want to be stuck somewhere yeah. where I, I, I have to stay and I have to do this to provide for my family. And yeah. It was more, this so it created the freedom. Yeah, so it made you more, it basically like um, boosted. Yeah, boosted definitely. Your... To, to, to chase freedom. Yeah. And this is why people say, oh, you're chasing money. It's not money that I'm chasing. I know that I need a financial backing to, to have freedom. To have that freedom exactly. and flexibility. Exactly. So, I, like I said, I, just, I never sit and think it's, it's this amount of money I chase. Yeah. It's definitely not. What, what I chase is an, an income to be able to sustain yeah, lifestyle my you lifestyle, yeah. my family's lifestyle, and also... So, you have a vision, mashallah, like a vision exactly. image of what that of looks course. like. Like you mentioned some of that stuff. So, 
Okay. Uh, what are some of the hardest personal challenges you faced, and how did you overcome? Which one? I know you mentioned few. Yeah. Uh, that work in blue. The, the hardest, the hardest challenge I experienced um, was around five, six years ago now. Yeah. It was a bank holiday. Same again. This was obviously before I was Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, Bank holidays in in the Western world or in England is is a big excuse to go out and drink and, <laughs> yeah, and have yeah, a good time. So yeah, that's what I was doing. I, I must have been I was out in town with uh, a few of my friends, and I was crossing a road, yeah. um, and I was at the front of I think there was around twelve of us, twelve of us that were out together, and I was yeah. at the front. Um, a taxi came off the main road onto yeah. the side road, um, and I was in the middle. Yeah. So I tried moving backwards, and I slipped. So I had one leg in one half of the road, mm. one leg in the other half of the road. The taxi drove over my right ankle, yeah. um, but it braked when he was on my ankle. Yeah. So like he had a say if he had a braking distance of two meters or a meter, say, yeah. and he skidded, he sort of dragged my ankle along the floor, um, which in essence left me with like a hole in my ankle yeah. that made contact with the ground. Yeah. Um, so when he stopped, my foot was stuck under the. He was still on my on my ankle. Yeah. So, so my friends rolled the taxi off. I got up, carried on walking. Then, then I saw my ankle, nearly passed out. Went to A and E, had an operation. Yeah. But this was this was also in between jobs. So this was the Monday. Oh, sorry, this was the Sunday. On the Tuesday, I was starting a, a new job as a sales manager. Yeah. So I was a little bit devastated. I've had to phone potentially my new boss and say, "Look, I won't be in. I've been run over." Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was, it was it was a very difficult time because I I'd, I'd landed what what at the time I believed to be my dream job. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be in sales. I wanted to go to work looking small. I wanted to get paid to drive a, a car yeah. that, for free. You got, was, you got a company car. Yeah. I wanted to travel. I wanted to get paid to go and talk to people because yeah. I thought it was easy money, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And so, that happened. That happened. And that happened. Yeah. So that was frustrating. It it, it hurt me in in a lot of different ways. Um, from like I said, I've always been quite an active person. Um, you had to, obviously, you couldn't train for There was a lot of recovery, yeah. So basically, I had to have a skin graft. So they took um, some skin from my left thigh yeah. and put it over. Because the hole was too big to stitch, yeah. they had to put new skin over it and then stitch the new skin around. Um, so, yeah, I was I was, I was was bed-bound for... So it's a painful experience and on top of this emotional... Yeah, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't so much the pain that bothered me. I, I can get through pain. Yeah. What, what bothered me was like... Yeah, I had two months where I couldn't leave my bed. So yeah. I gained a lot of weight. Yeah. I had to get a wash in my bed. I had to go to the toilet in yeah, my bed. It's yeah. It, it, yeah, psychologically, it, it wasn't nice. Like so I said... the hardest challenge. Yeah, because like I said, I, I gained a lot of weight. As well as that, that continued because upon my recovery, I was still sort of going down these wrong roads. Yeah, um, yeah so I was... Um, upon my recovery... Uh, I've always been quite a, a keen person, so I was doing a lot of things before I really should have been trying to get back into sport. Um, and yeah, basically, same again, being the, the troubled boy I was, um, I went on a night out out of town. Um, After you recovered? Yeah, so I'd not fully recovered, but I was out. Um, and then I ended up I ended up fighting with a bunch of guys. Um, basically fell over someone and broke my ankle of the same foot. Same place again. Oh, yeah, oh. so... Uh, How many months between that? It was about four months after. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not fully recovered. Um, so following that damage, I have I had another, I had two pins and a plate put in the same ankle. Yeah. Um, 
so same again. I, this is starting a new job. I've had time off work. I'd been back for a month, two months. And then, and then same again, I've, I've brought Michael again. The boss isn't happy, of course. Yeah. Um, so then I had to have more time off work because I was in a pot. I couldn't drive to work. Um, so was this boss still patient, even though he might not have been happy with well, you? Well, this, I, th- I thought he was being patient um, until... The, well, well, this is it. One of the most difficult parts was... By towards the end of that year, I thought I was settling into the role quite well. Um, I was also planning to leave home uh, and rent and rent a house. Yeah. Um, so I remember saying to the director, I said, "Look, uh, my probation still had like a, another month left." So I said to I said to him, "Look, I said I, I know I've still got a month left in my probation." I said, "However, I'm looking to move out, rent a house. Can you just give me Can you give me some honest feedback? Do you think I need to wait till my probation is done, or am I safe?" And he said, look, Theo, he said, you're fine. Go and rent your house out. You've got nothing to worry about. So this is obviously on the back. Now I've got a big, horrible scar on my ankle. I've got two pins and a plate. I can't run. I can't play football. I'm overweight. And then I move into my new house. And then after uh, three weeks later, I go back to work. And I lose my job. (laughs) So so it was was really difficult. Like I said, I'm I'm overweight. Um, I can't do the things I used to do because I've got a bad ankle. Yeah. I said, I've just rented a house. I've just taken on a whole lot of bills and then I lose my job yeah. in one day. So yeah, it was it was challenging. Very, how very challenging. How did you manage to overcome it? And then what did you have to do? I, I don't know if I'm a laid back person or if I've just always had... I, this is the same again. I go back to my principles really aligned with Islam because yeah. even through hard times before Islam, I always had a mindset of everything happens for a reason. yeah. And I didn't know who was driving that path. Yeah. I just believed that everything that does happen in my life, there is, yeah. there's what I can now say, there's a hikmah behind it. Yeah. So yeah, I stayed and just just kept working. Yeah. I just kept working. Um, I just did what I could, kept applying for jobs. Um, and your experience, you was able to get... Yeah, I was able to get another job. Um, and yeah, it is, it's, it's quite interesting because as we get older, you realise all the... All the advice that we used to get when we were younger was actually true. <laughs> yeah. All the, yeah. it's, if you want something, you've got to work hard. Um, and also belief. Belief is, is a huge factor. Yeah. Uh, it's very un- underestimated. This, the, the only way I get through a lot of my days is the belief of my vision of what I have. Yeah. Um, that image is powerful. It's alive in your heart, isn't it? It has to be alive in your literally, heart. Literally, e- even... Even the imagery, even the belief that I have for my company, like where we are now, I can almost feel yeah, the the new premises, the new office space. Yeah. I can the new vans. That, you visualized it. The, the way I visualize things is so intense. Yeah. Um, to the extent where I can order, I can already feel it. <laughs> you know, and I think you think you made it famous. And Walter Disney we called it Imagineering. Mm-hmm. Imagineering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, engineering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagineering. Yeah. It is. It's, and it's, it's underestimated, but yeah. like I said, I think we've all got it as humans. Actually, you know, I, I, if there's an episode, one of the early episodes, I've done a, a, a called The Power of Thinking in Picture. Maybe you should check mm. that one out. Yeah, I'll listen to that one. And I told the story, you know, Pele, Pele. Yeah, yeah, Pele, yeah, the football player. Pele used to have a habit in the 50s. Mm. He used to have a habit in that when he comes in, and so he's about 17. I remember he's about 17. Mm. He's he a young kid in the 17, 18, 19, mm. like this kind of age. So he used to come in the change room half an hour before everybody else. He used to put a towel, lay down on the benches in the change room, put a towel over his head, mm. and he used to do what 
He used to do his own version for YouTube. Mm. In his mind, he used to imagine all the best goals he scored. Mm. So first, recall in the past, then the best goals he scored so far in his life, and then what he's about to do in this match. Yep. He, what he's going to do. Yep. So he used to play yep. that mental movie of all that things. It's so, it's so important. It's so important yeah. because this is the thing. It's People People ask me why I work. So it's, it's, it's the same again. It's When I was doing the house's my friends would be out having a good time on a Saturday night. I'd be drilling skirting boards. Yeah. It's even you make sacrifices as well, but that's the thing as well. That's the thing as well. You always have to pay a price. Yeah. There's a price to pay. And like you said, your mates, when they are enjoying themselves, you're, putting in you're the paying the price of now they're having a better time than you, but then in the future, in the future. and that image. And this, but that's, it's the imagery that, that makes you able to put the work ethic in. Yeah. Um, it's the same again, even with, my, even with my business. I work every single day. People say, what days do you work? Yeah. I, I, there's not a day I don't work. I'm yeah. on my laptop every single day. Because you've got image in it. Yeah. Same again, if, if I'm with, like the other week, me and my friends went for some food out of town. Even in the car, like, I had an hour spare. So I was on my laptop. And then people are like, why are you working? That's because I, I have an imagery of where I need to be. Um, and you, you've got to work hard for it. Yeah, that vision. I know we, and we haven't got a long time because there's Asar coming. So just a couple of quick questions. Yep. How do you manage your time and days? Is there any particular tips or hacks you use? Um, the, <laughs> the, the, best, the best hack I have to be most productive yeah. is... To never miss Fajr. <laughs> generally, generally, if never miss Fajr. If you wake up, pray Fajr, and stay awake, and start your day from there. Yeah. So Fajr is a secret weapon. That that is literally. If you can wake up, pray Fajr, and be productive from there, you are three four hours ahead of everyone. Yeah. Um. But but then as well, the the little things are it's it's important. I write everything down. Okay. Someone yeah. once told me if. if if you can't write it down, you can't do it. Yeah, and so it's, it sounds simple. It sounds yeah. simple, but it really is true. People say, "Oh, I've got this is my business idea, or yeah. this is what I plan to do." If you cannot write it down, it's impossible to do. Yeah. Um, and literally every single day, I get into my office, I write myself a to do list every single day. Yeah. Things that have to be done that first day. Things, like one first thing. Exactly, yeah. because it, it can be hard um, in my business because I've got a lot of people. Who, relying on me I've got people asking me questions yeah. people looking to me for what they're doing um, assigning assigning jobs assigning roles yeah. um, it's easy to get pulled, pulled about but you've got to be quite strict with your time um, and yeah literally write a list write a list anything so I need to do and write, in a list write it down so you don't forget it as well. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so you don't forget it but as well it's, it's something if you work all day next to your list yeah. it becomes something it's same again, it's your habit. Yeah. The the habit is or or 
the trigger point is writing it down. Yeah. The fulfillment is being able to tick it. Tick and at it. the end of the day, seeing everything you had done, with yeah. all of it accomplished, that's yeah. that's the reward. That's good. Okay. Do you have any particular interest or hobbies? If yes, can you tell us? I know you said sports. But do you do anything particularly right now? Um, yeah, it is more just sports, staying active. Um, I play football probably more than I should, to be fair. How because many times a week? Like three times a week I play football. With, with teammates? Like five a side? Or? Yeah, between. So I play like five a side on a Tuesday. Um, then I play like eight aside on Thursday. On a Tuesday, I play at Goals. Yeah. Um, on Thursday, I play just off Ecky Road. Are you in a team, like a league, in a league? On a Tuesday, as a league. Yeah. Um, the other two uh, are like just competitive between friends. friends um, yeah. But to be honest, I, I probably play too much or more than I should because I've got better at football, but I'm not actually football? that good. No, no. <laughs> in all honesty, no. I've, yeah. I've never been that good at football. But you enjoy it. I've always just been. I used to play for like. Proper like proper teams. Um, I remember my first ever my first ever team I played for. The first game I played, I got the man of the match yeah. um, for getting stuck in. As you said, <laughs> I gave away like thirteen fouls. Yeah. Like, so I, you're like a fighter, like a yeah. Fighter. I've, I've never been good. Yeah. I'm just strong and aggressive. Yeah. Like, I'd rather I'd rather bully someone off the ball than score. Yeah. Like that's my reward. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, besides that, it's. Um, we have to play. I got injured from football, so I'm recovering. But we have to arrange and play together. Yeah. No, actually, this is the thing. Yeah. I need to stop playing football because yeah. it's same again. My other hobby is is tie boxing or boxing, yeah. which I'm actually much better at, yeah. and potentially I could have had a future in that. Yeah. Um, but it's the injuries, Aka. Yeah, from football, isn't it? Injured the football injuries from football. Yeah. The, the, I've boxed and tie boxed since I've been seven. Yeah. So. Going on like nearly twenty years. Yeah. The 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 worst injury I've ever had is a black eye. Yeah. Before Whereas football, you know. I've had like broken ankles, <laughs> it, bad feet, bad back, yeah. bad knees, bad groin. The the injuries from football that I get. Are crazy. Is it because because of the people? It's more the social thing. Social yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like I said, my the way I spend social time has now changed. Yeah. I don't go to nightclubs. I don't yeah. do all this stuff anymore. So, this so is, sometimes this is the only time I have to socialize with friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's but, a kind of a replacement because you find that like, you yeah. Yeah. To that, an essence. Yeah. So, to an essence, so in that yeah. case, then it's not a bad thing. No, no, it's not. Yeah. It's just my body don't like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm only 26, <laughs> but I feel old. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what? Another thing as well is maybe. Is the flex, you know, the football. If because when you train for boxing mm. and football, I think what I found was when you play football regularly every week from a young age, mm. your body adapts to it. But when you when you stop playing, you only play once a week or twice yeah. a week. It's like you're not doing no training or you're not playing it regularly enough. So your body, your body's not conditioned. Yeah, it's it. not conditioned for it. So it's not agile. It's not flexible. Mm. Where when you play from a young age every day, yeah. or if you like football, they train for it mm. every day. So your body mm. is. That's what I think. It's accustomed to it. Yeah, it's, it's accustomed to it, which yeah. is a habit, isn't it? Yes, it it's always come back to a habit. <laughs> now, inshallah, we've got like three minutes to Salah. So, what I'll do, we'll wrap it up. I want to say to you, say Kalam Khairan. It's really been no, a pleasure. Yeah, no, no, I really appreciate it, and it's been an honor and a pleasure talking to you. And a very, very interesting guy, mashallah. <laughs> and it's great to know you, and we'll be getting to know each other deeply, inshallah. Inshallah. And may Allah reward our brother T.O. and guide him and keep him steadfast on his deed and make his life and his life and the after success. Amen. And likewise, wish you all the same as well. Allahumma amin. So guys, that's it for today's episode. And please do remember that the habits of the heart, habits of the mind, habits of the soul and the habits of the body do matter. 
they shape our existence and our future in this life and the year after. And you don't decide your future, you decide your habits and your habits will decide your future. Please always keep that in mind. And please, if you found this beneficial, do me a favor and share it with family and friends. And until the next episode, inshallah, take care. And I wish you success in this life and the hereafter. And I ask Allah to give us all. ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار Oh Allah, give us good in this life and day after Safeguard us from the punishment of the hellfire Amen Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh